0: Hello, everyone. We hope you're having a healthy and safe holiday season wherever you are. We have a brand new episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable today. On today's episode, we talk about Sound of Metal, the new movie that's on Amazon Prime starring Riz Ahmed. We also talk about Mank. That's a new Fincher movie that's on Netflix. So we have two solid maybe awards movies that are on streaming now that we discuss. So you can watch them. Anytime now if you have any of those services. We also do our typical good, bad, and watchable segment. Wrap it up with a few other recommendations. And then Cookie and Kristen have two reviews for us at the end with some, maybe some off-kilter Christmas movies, which is uh, always interesting when Cookie and Kristen watch those. So that is coming up next.
1: Meg, it's awesome Welles. Of course it
2: is. I think it's time we talk. What is it the writer says? Tell the story you know. Hello, everyone. Make yourself to home, Mr. Mankiewicz, or shall I call you Herman? Please, call me Mank. Mank.
1: Mank. 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 This is Herman Mankiewicz, but we're to call him Mank. Mankiewicz. Herman Mankiewicz, New York playwright and drama critic, turned humble screenwriter, Mr. Hurst. This is a
2: business where the buyer gets nothing for his money but a memory. What he bought still belongs to the man who sold it. That's the real magic of the movies.
3: You mark my words, Sarah. The Wizard of Oz is going to sink that studio.
0: Welcome to the good, the bad. The Watchable Movie Podcast. I'm Nick Rojas. That was Nick Boyle. Mark DeSisto. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone celebrating festivities. Happy Kwanzaa. Just a great time all around. I know we had Hanukkah just wrap up last week. We had Dual Redundancy on. Now we got Christmas lined up. Boyle and I got our Christmas hats on. How you guys doing? Feeling the festivities?
3: I know I'm now suffering from covid and oh
0: okay so we're positive. just gonna jump right into that <laughs> no, i'm just gonna jump
3: into that that you asked how i'm doing that's how i'm doing and uh, i appreciate the honesty that, enjoying to, starting to catch up on some shows and movies just finished the mandalorian yeah. this is the way baby
0: this, this is the way. way this is the way how many times you've watched the episode i've watched it twice i've watched it two times yeah. i've watched it once once yeah it, it was good stuff we um before, before we briefly get into uh you know kind of like our news thing I do want to get, again thank our guys at Dual Redundancy for coming on the show and everyone to list, who listened and said nice things about our draft episode I think Instagram reaction was great everybody was really kind to us about the the show and it was a lot of fun so big thank you for that uh Mark before we recorded we were talking about how excited we are for the movies that are coming out on Christmas to streaming that we're going to see in our homes new movies Wonder Woman 1984 in Seoul, how fired up are you, bro?
1: I am very fired up, especially for Wonder Woman 84. Now, I've been seeing, um, you know, the updates. It will be released Christmas morning at 9 a.m., not like some 3 a.m. release like that we're kind of used to uh, because The Mandalorian was actually doing that. They were releasing the new episodes at 3 a.m. East Coast time. So uh, pretty excited. You know, like a nice 9 a.m. kickoff uh, for us uh, (laughs) – For us on Christmas morning, it's like, you know, it's kind of like opening a present. It's like we all have uh, the same kickoff time that we can open it, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us yep. might sleep in a little more. But yeah, I'm going to say that one I'm extremely excited for. Uh, but Soul, too, as well. I, I've got high hopes for Soul. Me, too. It looks like a nice, uh, like, uh, it's going to have a, a great message behind it. It like it's going to be really heartwarming. 100% so- it's Pixar. It's happening. Give me the tears. <laughs> so you know, it's just like, like that'll be a nice warm hug of a new movie for us, I, Mark.
3: I like it. Let me ask you something, Mark. Uh, how many minutes into the movie until Jamie Fox sings a song?
1: Ooh, over under. I'm gonna say. I'm going over under twelve minute, minutes, like a minute and thirty, 30 seconds. I'm gonna take the under. I think, think it's, under, I think it's the opening. The
0: I think it's the opening of the movie.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna open with a song, like kind of like the South Park movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be all
0: the way until the 13 minute mark. And Boyle was right. I
1: mean, Man, I, would I would be shocked. <laughs> I, would, I would be completely shocked. I would be too. I
0: just because we know what the movie's about, I think something pivotal is going to be happening in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh, I think as recently as like three weeks ago, I was like, I'll probably end up seeing Wonder Woman 1984 in theaters still. You know, I have this Showcase subscription unless I see things kind of really trend downward in January, I don't think I'm going to really see it in theaters again. I mean, unless I see it on HBO max at home and it's incredible, but I mean, Boyle, I mean, are you excited about this Boyle?
3: I'm very excited about this movie. Um, but I'm also, like you said, I'm probably, I'm going to watch it at home. I'm not going anywhere. Obviously I'm quarantined, but, um, even (laughs) afterwards, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know if I have the oomph to go see it. I guess we'll see how it is at home and I'll determine if it's worth going and seeing in theaters. Um
0: when else have you ever been able to say that, by the way? Think about that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Like, well, of course there's always like the sketchy ways you could do that. Like <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw like I saw like the Russian premiere of like tenant, like or like even like go back years, like I saw the hangover on like an illegal feed and uh, yeah, you know, it's funny enough to go see you in person. Speaking of boils, remember, uh, I'm taking a picture for our Instagram right now. Say cheese. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Wait, do it again. Ready? Three, two. <laughs> I love the brass knuckles in there, Mark. <laughs> um, Boyle, just quickly before we move on. Do you remember when we saw Hangover 3 in theaters and you had to drag me to that because I didn't want to go see it because I was like – the second one was so bad. And there was a baby crying at the midnight or 7 o'clock premiere of Hangover 3. Mark, there's a baby crying. I was like, who brings their baby
1: (laughs) to the Hangover 3? The Hangover, like –
3: We've had some pretty wild experiences at movie theaters that we'll always cherish looking back on, I think.
0: That's <laughs> true. That's true. We have a, uh, you know, the classic uh couple making out on the car uh outside of Bad yes. That was yeah. pretty funny.
3: <laughs> right in front of us.
0: Yep, we're like, do they know we we're, here? we're here? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was. We recorded for like 30 minutes. We're like, all right, this should be done soon. Wow. <laughs> they are not stopping. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Well, we're going to get moving here because you know it's a christmas episode we don't want to have it too long of an episode but we did get some new movies that potentially are going to be receiving some end of the year buzz and maybe some awards buzz uh come golden globes and oscar season the first one we're going to talk about is sound of metal it's a brand new movie that is kind of like also not new as some of you guys may have looked up beforehand this movie actually is a 2019 uh festival release that came out um last year at uh, one of those uh, international film festivals, and it finally came to Amazon Prime. Uh, the plot of the movie is very simple. A drummer begins to lose his hearing and has to come to grips with a future that will be filled with silence. This is starring Riz Ahmed, who's uh, probably like one of the top people you'll probably recognize from this movie, I mean, depending on how well you knew Olivia Cook and Paul Racey. Um This movie, uh, again, is on streaming, so anybody can watch it now with a um, Amazon Prime. Let's start with... Boyle here. Boyle, what'd you think about this movie?
3: Uh, I know I saw it before you guys, and um, it was actually it was a movie I split up over like two or three days. But I will say that I I was thoroughly enjoying it. Haven't said that in a while, um, and I feel like it captured my attention and i i was skeptical going into it like what's this going to be about i thought it was a documentary or something i really i've been really really not looking into anything going into some of these movies sometimes so um i went in blind and like 10 minutes in i was like oh oh okay i i could be in for this and i didn't feel like it let up i felt that it was filmed well the acting was great um it, it went exactly in the direction i thought it was but i thought it still was executed nicely and was a nice in out it was a little bit long but um it was good you know I have no complaints and it was nice to get that little like we said you know we've said before that little Oscar feel you know you got like okay I, I don't know if it'll get nominations or a win but it's in that genre so it's kind of nice to start feeling that because you know we're right around the block from there so um what about you, Mark? What what would you think about it?
1: You know, I'm glad I'm glad you asked me next. Uh, I, I know what you mean by Oscar genre, like to it. This was this was pretty emotional. Like uh, and while you're watching it, you're like, all right, this is this is art, you know. It's a lot of subtle stuff. Like um, you know, because the the subject matter. The guys go in depth. So that means most of the acting is gonna, you know, no sound or maybe some lack of uh, communication between the characters. So, you like, you kind of have to pay attention to the the mannerisms, the facial expressions. Like, that's kind of how they get their message across, right? Um, that being said, you know, like, uh, while I understand that it's art and it is, like, an objectively good film, I, just, I couldn't get that into it. it. I was like, this is rough. Like, it's pretty sad what's happening to this guy. And it's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a little heart-wrenching. But, like, this is not something I I think I'm going to refer to that often, and I'll probably forget about it, you know, in a couple months. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, I I remember that. And then that's all I'll say about it.
3: And so before you go, Rojas, I just need to touch upon that, Mark, because there's a lot of movies that we've been doing that I feel that way. (laughs) Yeah, dink. Um, And it's just that, like, I hate the fact of – I, I there's a grade I want to give this movie as to the how I think the movie is overall but then there's like the likability and the how like will I ever revisit this movie probably never ever will I revisit this movie um so it's kind of one of those toss-ups like would I suggest it to somebody yeah it was a good movie but like then again I don't know it's not like a
0: it's not like some of the other movies we talk about all the time. I don't want to go too into it, Rojas, What'd you think? Well, boy, what's the last like drama you've revisited? Like you, when we we do this podcast right now for a long time, and, I, and I'm I'm there are more comedies that are definitely rewatchable. But I'm just wondering from your standpoint, are there any dramas that you've found rewatchable?
1: Mm,
3: I don't know. Probably to put me on the spot. You know, I'm terrible with that, so I, know, I wouldn't. Sorry. I wouldn't know because we're, we're always trying to watch so many movies for the show. And, I mean, look at just Christmas movies alone. I've watched one of which I'm talking about later. Like, there's still new movies popping out or movies I have never seen, you know, that one of which I'm talking about later, that I enjoyed so much. And then you compare that. so And you can't compare those movies. But when you compare them, like, well, I'd rather throw on that movie than Sound of Metal. Like, that's how it comes to me. So... It's kind of tough to say there um I'll do some research. I'll think about it and get back to you. Not but to get yeah. drama movies that I've revisited for sure.
0: For me like the number one that came to mind was like Schindler's List. I'd like watch that like every 10 years. Um
3: See? people rave about Schindler's List. I love Schindler's List, but I wouldn't watch it again.
0: Yeah, something I about that know. movie draws me back. Like that's and you wouldn't think that that's a drama. But anyway, we're kind of that's, like That's
1: so- absolutely like another like just uh, heart-wrenching subject matter, like yeah, like why but- I go through that. It's like good that we know the story. I know we have to see it
0: again. Eh. Something about that movie just transcends it. You, there's some movies that go into that valley of like this is this hurts too much that I can't revisit again, and somehow that kind of like powers through and comes out the other side. There, yeah, like
1: I I don't know about you guys. I don't want to
0: uh, like go go through emotional heartbreak.
1: <laughs> No. Consistently like that, I'd rather watch something funny <laughs> like,
0: from, from the drama standpoint, though. I just to wrap up the point, I'd say Godfather definitely falls in that line before that valley. It are uh, you don't feel pain watching Godfather. I was gonna say it, the, the one that, I,
1: that comes to mind for me was probably a portrait of a lady on fire. I thought, mm. like, despite that one being like kind of sad, um, that one's something I could definitely uh revisit. Absolutely, it. I but see myself seeing that movie
0: three, again that. on a, like a, a even bigger TV than the current um. You know, we know like in 10 years technology is going to get even better. That's one I want to revisit on like an even like more crystal clear like TV and like right. – but yeah. Uh, not to give it away but I haven't even given my rating for the next movie and uh, these are all conversations I'm having in my head about the next movie. But anyway, Sound of Metal, I hear you guys completely and I agree with you. I'm, I'm with you guys the same thing. Like this is a movie like in the first like 10, 15 minutes, it, it stops you in your tracks. Like Julia like put her phone down. She's like, whoa, like this is like
1: – Yeah, this is
0: terrible. It's heavy immediately. Heavy. The sound is should be nominated for something. I know the Academy has changed the sound category. But I feel like sound was so critical to this movie. And apparently if you watch this movie with headphones, it's really fascinating.
3: I did. Um, yes. Did so you- it's crazy you said that because there was I was doing dishes and watching it. So I had it in front of me and I had my headphones in. And I, it was so crazy, like, the parts where he, like, takes his – you knew it was coming, but they executed really well and distorting yeah. people's voices and stuff for him and, like, when he had the headset on. and Yeah. Um, yeah, it, w- it was awesome, the implant. Um, I'm sure
0: that is how the director wanted you to see that movie, by the way, Boyle. Just washing were, your dishes on your phone.
1: Yeah. What was that movie um, with George Clooney and um, – It's
0: like trivia. I like this.
1: Who was it? It was like Hillary Swank or something, or, or someone like that.
0: Whoa, uh, Hilary Swank, George Clooney. It was
1: the one where they're like, uh, what's it called? Like alone or something. It's a space movie. Like she gets lost, like from the ship. Well, it wasn't Gravity, was it? That was Sandra Bullock. Gravity, Gravity. Uh, gravity you know, right? you know, in that you know, movie, Gravity. That movie got all the awards for like sound, sound mixing, and everything because all the tech stuff. Because what they were doing was like uh, with the absence of sound in space, like they. So it would, like, go back and forth to, like, you know, what you think it might sound like, but, like, the deafening silence. And I – this movie kind of reminded me of that. Like, when they cut – like, just cut in and out of uh, different Uh, Unless something else comes along, Mark,
0: I think this movie is, like, guaranteed to get nominated in that category. Because I feel like the Academy does – like, if you were able to do two or three scenes with sound, that's enough for the Academy to be like, hey, remember the sound in that? That was pretty good. (laughs) So they're pretty simple like that. Um, So – but yeah, this movie grabs your attention right away. I, I think Riz Ahmed, I think this is maybe like maybe one of my favorite performances of his, maybe since the, the night of. He is really good in this. That being said, his performance does not make this character, in my opinion, fully redeemable. But it, it, like almost to the point that like at the end, you're like, oh, buddy, man, Ruben, man, I feel with you. Like he doesn't <laughs> do quite enough for me to get there to connect with him that at the end, I'm kind of like right there with him but to me like this is a really good movie following this character and realizing that and it was, it's interesting that you know this may be like a slight spoiler is that he's a former addict cuz he ha- has addict tendencies in this movie right. in regards to getting his hearing back um which I thought was a fascinating parallel this movie's just very just i think i think sound is a big strength in this movie and i think um i think that kind of like writing and following someone who's been going through addiction before going through a new challenge and and, and how they kind of come through the other side on that. But like you guys said, it doesn't quite get, get there for me emotionally in the end for me to have that summing punch, but it wraps up nicely. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I thought the final 30 seconds of this movie was chef's kiss, beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the yeah. ending was a, was a great way to do it. Uh, yep. I, I think that the route that they took was was the right way. I it yep. was the correct way to, for a movie like this to... To end up. Just a
0: little bit too long, like you guys said. Yeah,
1: it, um, felt long. it felt
0: long. Yeah, and it felt it definitely felt it. I was like, man, this is uh all right, this is you know, maybe we could trim a little bit of the fat here, but um I do like seeing movies like this. It's a world I would have never experienced like got knock on knock on well, knock on wood. Hopefully, you know, most people we know don't have to deal with such a big challenge like this. But I think what this movie is showing is um the deaf community, they don't see this as a challenge. This is just their life and it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just, this is their life. And this is, you know, they, they adjusted to it and came to grips with it and they live a complete life like you and I, um, they just, just go about it a different way. And I, you know, I do appreciate that because every now and then I need to be reminded that just because someone's life is different than yours doesn't mean it's, it's worse. It's just, it's just a different set of circumstances. So I appreciate it. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I, I recommend it to, um, people listen to this podcast who kind of like a little bit more of the, uh, You know, kind of movies for grownups, basically. You know what I mean? Like this is like a movie for grownups. Like you know, it's it's going to require a little bit of you to pay attention. Like you can't be kind of like you know, boil multitasks and watch this movie for sure. But you know, this isn't a movie. I think that this requires a lot more attention. But that's all I have to say about that. I give it a very, um, a very, 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 very soft four out of five, uh, eight out of ten, kernels on the Fisher scale. Um, just because i i thought this was such a well-made movie and the writer actually also wrote a place the place beyond the pines he's one of the third writer and i love that movie too and i could kind of mm-hmm. see like he, that that writer kind of knows how to write quiet movies I, if yeah i think
1: sense. i saw that in like one of the trivia points because i watched it on amazon prime oh yeah i saw that pop up
0: the x-ray thing
1: yeah yeah
0: well what um Boyle what do you give it for a score
3: um, so I would also give it a very, very soft eight out of 10. Um, and again, you know, that's for what the movie is. Like it's a, it's a, it's an eight out of 10, right. But for my likeliness and kind of what Mark was saying, there's no way it's that high. Like to me, if I had to rate it, it would probably come in like in the sixes, like, and just be a watchable, like it's a good movie. Do not get me wrong. It's just there's a certain type of people, you know, that like this. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's our cruise. It's dual redundancy. It's your parents. It's these people who love movies and watch movies that will appreciate this. But you're not going to suggest this to some of our friends and some other people that, you know, like they're not going to watch it. Maybe you will. Maybe. But I'm just mostly, I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. It's
0: interesting, it. boy. You have like kind of like you almost have like two scales for yourself, basically. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's kind of been happening a lot recently. You have been, like, yeah. What's the movie really, probably quality at, and then where is
0: it at in my enjoyable joyability scale? See, I'm, I, I just go. I rate these movies off enjoyability. I, I've given up on trying to be like. It, it, honestly, when there will be blood, and I watched that, I was like, all these people yeah. give this a high review. I like, I, 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 I have to <laughs> I rate it that. how I feel. I'm sorry, yeah. Mark. Mark, to bring us home on uh, Sound of Metal, my
1: immediate uh, grade on letterbox i gave it four out of five stars and then just talking about it more i've I've knocked it down to the three and a half as my official grade um just kind of like what i said before the quality it's a good quality movie but you know what i think that's more like the subject matter and i guess the production value behind it because you know it was they did a good job with like a lot of things and that makes it art but uh with my enjoyability uh, I didn't think I didn't think any of the performances were particularly you know transcendent, um, and I just really like, kind of didn't enjoy like the character's journey in that. And I'm like I'm I'm not gonna watch this again. Like if I've got options, I'm, I'm not going to. So I didn't even click the little like. Like uh, according to Letterboxd, I don't like this movie. I think it's got good quality, but I don't like it. I'm not gonna really recommend this to any of like my friends. So uh, three and a half stars out of five for me. Final final verdict.
0: There we go. So it's a f- eight out of ten on the Fisher scale, three point five on the Soul scale, and a eight on the Boyle Fisher scale, but also kind of like a six point five on the Boyle scale. So <laughs> keep on track. And uh, on a scale of blue to orange, Boyle's got it at a green. Um, <laughs> so I borrow that's a a bit I borrow from Conan. Uh, Conan does that sometimes. Um, so the next movie is also a streaming movie that just came to Netflix on December fourth. That movie is *Mank*. Uh, quickly, just uh, who's in it? Directed by, it's directed by David Fincher. Written by Jack Fincher, his father wrote this movie in the '90s. Uh, stars Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried and Lily Collins. Uh, this movie is 1930s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of scathing social critic and alcoholic screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz as he races to finish the screenplay of. Citizen Kane, have you ever heard of it? Um, guys, this movie came out on Netflix, uh, so people got to see it right away. Um, we can kind of get into that discussion about seeing it on Netflix versus seeing it in a theater. Uh, we started last time with Boyle. Mark, let's start with you.
1: Uh, you know what? I I did get to see uh, Citizen Kane last month for my Noir November So I, I went in this um, I felt like pretty prepared on the subject matter. Um, kind of with, like, the olden-time Hollywood and kind of, like, what they're getting at. Um, Like, a lot of these characters are based on real-life people. Um, So it's, like, kind of one of those maybe revisionist histories, like, you know, looking at, you know, different things that that kind of, like, just through a different lens. And I think a lot of uh, background knowledge is kind of goes into a movie like this. Like... um, just with the characters and kind of knowing like what these people were about, like Orson Welles is a, is a factor in this movie. He's not necessarily, um, like uh, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but his presence is extremely important. And he's known to be um, like you know, a Hollywood hater. Like he he did not like um, the studio's production on like, or, or influence on his art. They didn't like the censorship, right? So a lot of it, like you know, with the different themes, it's um, it's a lot of it's a lot of people's moral standings. Um, you know, what like how far they're willing to go, like in preservation of, say, you know, their own art, what they're willing to have their names on, um, and just kind of like the political factor within the film industry. Um, so I think it is interesting. Uh, to a point. Uh, that being said, I was kind of underwhelmed watching this. I, I felt pretty bored at times. Um, it, it just was. I thought there was like a lot of kind of filler, like a lot of scenes that I just really didn't need. But they, what they did was was kind of hide extremely important like lines of dialogue in there every now and then to try to snap you back. Uh, so I'd be like, oh, oh, like that. You know, that's. That's foreshadowing or, or anything like that. But yeah, again, I I gotta say overall, um, underwhelming is the word that comes to mind for this. I thought Gary Oldman did a good job. I didn't think his performance was particularly great. Um, I do enjoy Amanda Seyfried. So, you know, kind of whatever she does, she was, she was fantastic as like a 1930s, um, starlet. I, I thought she was good. Um, but that kind of rounds it out for my compliments. I thought they they touched on a couple things, but uh, I guess it just wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Um, and kind of in a bad way.
0: Interesting. So, I'm gonna uh, cut.
1: Boy, I'm, I'm gonna. gonna I'm, I'll let you guys go. <laughs> I'm gonna take
0: it next. Boil. I really dug hey. this. Mo- I really dug this movie a lot. Uh, but I'm also. Uh, all right. I could. Uh, it's just out of reach. I I have a book of Hollywood throughout, like the you know the century, the century. Uh, I don't know. I love old Hollywood. I really do. I love it a lot. Uh, so this movie was catnip for me. It really was. So like, I like, y- you know, that's my bias kicking in. Like I, anything to do with old Hollywood and the old studio system. Like I just love watching movies about that. So this was very cool. And I really liked the movie bouncing around. I love movies that bounce around with time. Like we got the one thing going from like the thirties going on over the years. And then we obviously have him writing the movie going on concurrently. Um, you know, I I was really entertained throughout the movie. Like, obviously, I thought a lot of stuff in it was corny. I thought, even though the dialogue is being praised a lot for this movie, I don't know about how you guys felt, but there was like that scene where they're talking about like Hitler and the Nazis, and I was like,
1: see, like, what about that? Like, uh, I was like, so would they really like,
0: be talking like that? Like, yeah, would I thought, they?
1: No, I, I thought they probably would. I I thought it was decent. Uh, like the when I said like random spurts of enjoyable dialogue like i thought that banter was pretty good
0: that scene is very snappy like a yeah. dinner party where they're all talking like that for sure i appreciate the cadence of that for me i appreciate oh no what Sorry. i was saying like where i where i kind of like i'm just like oh man that hitler is a real something something or around there i was just like i was like all right but you know fincher didn't write this one his dad did so technically a fincher did write this movie but you know what i mean right. so i i really like this movie a lot Amanda mean i thought she was excellent um I Some of the stuff, I like I said, was a little bit corny. I was very interested throughout the entire movie. I did watch it on a laptop uh, with a bright light above me, so probably not the ideal way. Uh, I did revisit some scenes the next day, I qu- want to quickly add. And uh, Gary Oldman, neither here nor there, like he was all right. Um, and I had one more thing I wanted to add, and that is slipping my mind. I apologize. Dang.
1: Love
0: that. I will think of it. Probably middle of your thoughts, Boyle. So yeah, take I, I it away.
1: I want to say this because I know you're a big fan of, of Citizen Kane as well. I kind of thought they were going to focus more on the process of getting that movie done, put together. Where I feel mm-hmm. like it was a subplot.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So like in terms of your expectations, that you were your expectations not on a quality scale. Your expectations were on like what this movie was actually going to be about.
1: Yeah. Did, and, so and, and I thought, did you watch the
0: trailer? I didn't watch the trailer.
1: Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. yeah but point, what I yeah. thought was like, you know, they're – they're showing like you know this guy Mank, and then um, you know he's he's popular around town. I know like you, he's he's got relationships with everyone around Hollywood, but I also kind of knew like the backstory about they they say like oh well, you know uh, Orson Welles is going to be one of the characters. Oh like it's going to be about you know them making Citizen Kane. Like uh-huh. oh, I was like okay because I know what uh, like one of the issues that Orson Welles had with Hollywood was that the studios tried to get creative control. Yep. and censor of like you know his, some of his work and he was like I'm yeah. not going to
0: release a movie like that that doesn't factor in until
1: like the very end of the movie yeah so it was like they barely touched upon it and okay. I, so I thought the movie was about anything but it and then it was kind yeah. of like a, a a way to loosely tie everything together and, and I just I was like I I didn't appreciate that so two things and this is also applies to sound of metal as
0: well which i did not watch the trailer as well i listened to a movie podcast that talked about how they didn't watch a trailer for sound of metal and they're glad they didn't and i think another movie podcast talked about mank that being one of the issues because you have to get people in to watch your movie somehow yeah. but it sounds like in this instance it was kind of like a bait and switch in that yeah. sense which i again i didn't see the trailer so i didn't know but i I can understand, like, now this movie, for those not, and I'm sorry, Boyle, but for those who maybe don't know, this movie is about, like, seeing, like, what was potentially the influences for Citizen Kane for Mank as he's writing it. Right. But not the actual process of them making Citizen Kane. It's it's more of, like, this writer, his experiences in Hollywood working with and being friends with William Randolph Hearst and seeing that power struggle. And you kind of have to kind of, like... Pick through, kind of like you're dissecting to to find like, ooh, okay, all right, that was kind of in Citizen Kane a little, like. So, sorry, Boyle, I've been ranting and raving. You have the floor. You just watched it today, right? So
3: I watched both back to back. I watched Citizens Kane and then I watched Mank. Citizen
0: Kane. Play- you keep saying oh. Citizens Kane and it's it's stressing me out. Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Kane. Yeah. So Citizen. Not, not Citizen-, Citizen-
1: <laughs> citizens it's not, it's Bank. Citizens of Kane. It's Citizens Kane's Bank. Citizens. Kane Citizens. There's yes, two teams. Citizen Kane. It's a this documentary about 1990s uh wrestler Kane. Yeah. And he's trying to be a citizen in the real world. But not watching fire. <laughs> Amazing. Get that
0: get that screenplay written right now. Right now. His, his arson insurance is through the roof. <laughs> oh. Kane,
1: we'd container. love to insure you. You just play with fire too much. Yeah, he said, it's an accident. He says, you know, whenever he throws his arms up and then back down, boom, fire. He can't stop it. We can't ensure that. I lose my job. (laughs) Citizen Kane. Citizen
0: Kane.
1: Citizen Kane. Attitude era.
3: (laughs) So I watched Citizen Kane before I watched Mank, And I watched them back to back. And I'll say there were pros of this and there were cons of this. The pros of this was... Citizen Citizen Kane is a fantastic movie and it grew on me as the movie went on. I see how all, you guys were all talking about and you know with Dave from dual redundancy as well, about how it was really a staple to you know set up movies for the future. I mean, this movie had everything in it, but Mark, similar to you for Mank, I thought it was gonna be the process of how it was created. It was though. And like that's what Rojas is saying. So being able to see them back to back, every little scene actually helped tie into exactly how Citizen Kane was made, all the way up into that whole Nazi that's impressive. You can do that, by the way, Rojas. <laughs> um, that it, it actually all like the citizen the Nazi whole conversation with Hitler actually was in a scene in citizen in Citizen Kane. I'm never gonna get that right. So it's like every little thing even like the round table conversation it was like they kept talking about topics that was that was in the movie like everything that he would see and witness was in the movie somehow um and it would be like like the argument when he was talking to the guy at the desk the owner like not the owner but the one of the guys I honestly don't Louis even B. know Mayer, who
0: it was. Louis B Mayer the sure. guy with the glasses
3: yeah. No Nope. It was early in the movie. The slicked back hair. He was a younger guy. Oh, the
0: second in command at MGM, I believe. So, his
3: interaction with him when the guy was sitting there and he's like, listen, I'll make them say what I want them to say. Well, that's a direct line right from Citizen Kane. So, like every, and you could see the mannerisms and the things he said was actually directly from that movie. So, it was really cool because I saw back to back, I saw every connection that I think they meant when they advertised it that oh this is how it was made you're basically watching how mink went from not knowing what to write about to experiencing something with each person or in in, a, in hollywood that actually influenced how he made the movie that's why he, the whole time he's like the, you know especially at the end he kept sitting people down he's like the, you know, the whole thing with Amanda. And he was like, hey, you know, I don't know their names. So I was just saying. <laughs> <know> <laughs> but he was like, you know, um, you're going to hate me for this. And she's like, or you're going to hate me for it not happening or however the conversation went. But that's because the character ended up being based upon her and she was upset and he felt bad that she felt that way. So there was so much going on that I appreciated from seeing them back to back. However, besides I that, if I saw Mank by itself, I thought Mank was boring. I thought it was just dry, like dry and Cookie Ross do not kill me. <laughs> Roma was a okay movie. I liked Roma for what it was, but it felt like Roma to me as in it felt like homework watching this movie tonight. Is it like the
0: black and white TV? sepia tone?
3: I but I like black and white movies. I liked Citizen Kane. It was it's not like that. It's it's more of Something about it was just like, okay, like, come on, sure, whatever. I kind of just want this over with, and maybe that's because I did a marathon. I don't know. How'd you so feel it about it? It had its pros, it had its cons.
0: How'd you so. feel about Marriage Story last year? If that's another Netflix Awards oh, kind of push movie, I me.
1: loved Marriage Story. I love you know that story, story I, is one of my I favorite movies. Was, I thought that was beautiful, you yeah. Heart wrenching, that was another, it was art, it was art.
0: Marriage Story was much closer to Roma than I felt like this was. Marriage
1: Story also had two fantastic, like, like top tier acting performances mm-hmm. with did. Scarlett Johansson and um, uh, Kylo Ren. You know, stepping out of the space station to be a be a bad husband. Um, so that was interesting for him.
3: Yeah, there was a scene you guys were talking about before in Mank when they were all sitting having that conversation in the in the room at like it wasn't the dinner at the end it was like earlier in the in the movie. I thought the
1: dinner scene was okay. Like we.
3: No, 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 not the dinner scene. That's what I'm talking about. When they were having cocktails like around the fire, like they were all sitting across the room and they were all just yeah. talking yeah. out loud.
1: I, I thought that scene was fantastic. That was a good scene. Loved that scene because. Yeah. It's kind of cool
3: to see how in a room of, like, there were, like, 15 or 20 people, how they would all sit quietly and, like, listen to people, like, bounce off one at a time. Like, that doesn't happen. Usually, it's loud murmurs because everyone's talking to everyone. Loud it's kind noises. of a just a different different thing. It was, it was cool. Um, there was just a lot that I thought the movie did do well with. Gary Oldman, I mean, he just – he rocks at everything. But I just, you know, I do get the point that he wasn't anything – it wasn't Vice. I mean, Vice was fantastic to me. You know, that's you know. Oh wait, that was Christian Bale. I'm sorry, not not that. <laughs> um, not Vice. The, the movie um, with uh,
0: Winston Churchill in it, Finest, Darkest Hour, you. Darkest Hour, Darkest Hour. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I got you, Paul. Well,
3: it my... wasn't no Darkest Hour. I loved Darkest Hour, but it was an okay movie. So I'll start off the scales. I'm going right out of the bat for Mank. I'm going a six out of ten, and for Citizen for Citizen Kane. I'm going an 8.5 out of 10 on official scale.
0: Okay, wow. I still have see, I've seen Citizen Kane twice. I've still not assigned a score to it.
1: Wow. I, get, I think I gave it five stars. Classic. Of course. It was. It was, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's uh, so good. Boy, I mean, no, not Boyle. Rojas, go ahead. What, what score would you give uh, our boy Mank?
0: I still have not given Mank a score on Letterboxd. I've been doing a, trying this new thing where I, don't, I do my review, but I don't assign a score to it and then think about it for a few days. But it's so boring because like I'm I'm probably gonna give Mank an eight like a very strong eight like that's a boring score who wants to hear that I give eights like like freaking candies on Halloween see I I barely give year, out nines I don't give out nines this movie what Bank wasn't a nine to me
3: no 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 no
0: but it was a very solid eight
3: I mean I could see it I I'm not I honestly this isn't a movie I would argue with you on because to me this is like the Sound of Metal where I can see it as an eight but I'll give it a six for this one. At least this is a little little bit different than that.
0: So yeah, make make eight out of 10 for me, Mark for you. Uh Oh, he's, he's warming up folks. He's loosening up, stretching. Oh goodness. Uh, he's about to go to town.
1: Mank uh, Boyle. I I see what you're getting. Like kind of like the process that Mank goes through to, to actually write citizen Kane. Um, Unfortunately, I felt that the process just was kind of boring. Like, I love even though I loved the movie pretty much from start to finish, Citizen Kane had a lull in that movie where it kind of was like, All right, we're getting a little too long. And Meg had the same problem, <laughs> I was like, except I, it was less enjoyable for me. Yeah, um, I did really appreciate Charles Dance as uh, William Randolph Hearst, aka. Citizen Kane, or the the motivation uh, for you know that character, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it is something that didn't sit right with me. It just didn't click with me. I, I'm giving this a three and a half out out of five on my letterbox score. That will be a seven. It's a seven. I think it's just okay because it had it had some good scenes, but overall, not a, an enjoyable movie to me. So uh, we're, we're going to give it a 7 out of 10, but 3.5 on my Letterboxd score. And I didn't, you know what? This is another one it didn't get the like. I didn't hit the little like button on this one. So technically, I don't like this movie. That's a respectable score,
0: considering I, I wasn't sure where, where you are going to give it. Did we yeah. Did we like the Bill Nye cameo in the movie? How did we feel about that? You know
1: what? I, it was like, if I didn't, I like to look at the, um, the cast. Wait, Bill Nye was in it? He was yeah, Sinclair.
0: He was the guy campaigning there in that that parking lot.
1: You didn't see. You didn't notice that. <laughs> I um,
0: so great. I mean, I knew going into it too. Mark, I'm assuming yeah. you did too.
1: Yeah, I cheat and I look at the uh, the casting beforehand. Yeah. Which I oh. don't recommend to most people because um, something's some gonna get give spoiled. That that like, can be spoilers right off the bat. Oh, <laughs> like, Eurotrip! Why is Matt Damon in this movie? What?
0: Euro trip, why is Matt Damon on the cast
1: list? Yeah, sometimes it just gives stuff away.
0: Right. Um, All right. Seven out of 10. Bill Nye, Mank. There you go, guys. That's all you can take away from this. Well, it's great, guys. Honestly, just having that discussion about some competently made streaming movies, it just really works this holiday season. Kind of nice. It is. I appreciate it. And guess what? We're going to get two more this week. We're spoiled. Look at (laughs) us. We're basically like the people who are – we're like the prisoners for like five years. And it's like, huh, they gave us water today. It was amazing. (laughs) What a day. Uh, No disrespect to anybody who listens who's been a prisoner. I feel bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, respect. So we're going to move along to good, bad, and watchable, our favorite segment where we throw a minute on the clock. and allows our (laughs) panel here to uh, give some movie recommendations out to anybody listening and where to stream it. So, Boyle, we're going to start with you. We're going to put him in on the clock for your good. Are you ready? Set. Go.
3: The first one that I want to talk about is Little Nicky, which is on Netflix. I thought that was a hilarious, fun movie I'd never seen before. I gave it a solid 7 out of 10. Uh, it just was a great movie just to check out sometime. Uh, then let's hit the holidays. for Christmases on Amazon Prime. I love this movie. This is always a watchable. Um, always a good movie to me um watching every single year eight out of ten and then krampus a brand new movie to myself mark watched that with me the night i think uh, we recorded eight out of ten that movie is great and i was skeptical at first um it's on fx or on demand um and it was just a very well horror movie with some good humor in it too that you know stacked cast and i wasn't expecting it but thoroughly enjoyed that
1: movie done Forty seven seconds, not bad, Boyle. Very, very
0: well done, Boyle. Brother Mark, you are gonna have a minute on the clock and you have uh some rewatchable stuff and uh or rewatches and you have a new one. Let's hear it. Put a minute on the clock.
1: Three, two, one. All right, I rewatched Frozen One and Two since we last recorded. I love those movies. Song of yeah. Catchy. Uh you've probably seen it before. It's a it's a nice, light, easy watch. Now to my rental. Right, I saw Fat Man starring Mel Gibson as Chris Kringle. Um, that movie, it's just such an absurd concept. We're taking a real gritty, sort of realistic look on, uh, you know, the Jolly uh, Fat Man on Christmas Day, where, you know, Christmas cheer is down. It's like, you know, it's bad for his factories. he has got He's forced to take, like, a, a government contract on. And someone's trying to kill him. It's a... Uh, uh, what's his name Goggins he plays oh, a fantastic yeah. antagonist in this um it's for rent it's only $6.99 on Amazon Prime I believe if you want if you need something ridiculous go ahead rent that Ah, oh, done 59 wow. seconds Thank you I'm coming for your head Batman <laughs> I, yeah, I read that movie. Just why not if you're into some ridiculous? Concept. I can't wait. LC,
0: LCB talked about it today, Mark. They, the question that was posited would this movie have been better or worse with Nick Cage as the fat man?
1: Oh my god, better, better. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think if you just went, well, we know I'm a, no, a Nick Cage super fan. So. Cage rage. Yeah, if, we, if he could have gone full Cage rage as Santa Claus. <laughs> like uh, the SNL skit how am I not in that movie <laughs> how am I not in that movie It's a movie. I everything of a Nick Cage movie <laughs> I yeah, love that. with screaming and guns
0: oh man <laughs> uh, gosh alright a minute on the clock for me no Nick Cage movies sorry guys Three, two, one, go alright my good I watched Krampus as well and guess what I enjoyed it very much a really good cast too was not expecting that at all entertaining yeah sure was it maybe like a little long yeah that's fine but you know what it's i think it's really solid throughout it builds attention nicely it doesn't show you too much until the very end then when by the time it shows you all the stuff you're like it's just goofy enough that I, i i enjoyed it quite a bit um also for me on a good scale The Muppet Christmas Carol, Disney Plus, Dave Allen, shout out to him. He he brought it up on our uh, draft episode. That movie is very, again, as an adult watching it, very funny. And it's less than 90 minutes. You can't go wrong. I mean, Gonzo and Rizzo are hysterical in it. And then just some of the other random jokes in it are very funny as well. So throw it on, rewatch, like drink some eggnog, have some fun. I'm good. Time.
1: Wow, 50 seconds.
0: Thank (laughs) you. I must have boiled to sleep with that too. (sighs) All right, moving along to our bad P-U. Oh, boy, Boyle, I am so excited Ooh. about this one. Gosh, if I could throw trash at this movie, I would. All right, Boyle. Minute on the clock. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, go.
3: On Netflix, The Prom will come in at a 2 out of 10 on the Fisher scale. <laughs> it was junk. And you know what? I'm a big musical guy. I love this stuff. I'm always into this. But this was bad. This was like... This was bad. The, it just the plot was unnecessary. The movie was unnecessary. Who thought to get, and, and huge names in this too. Like, I don't know who thought this was a good idea and why this still kept happening, but I'm not spending any more of your seconds listening to this. Do not watch that movie.
1: <laughs> okay. 36 seconds. I gotta say, the second I saw the preview for that movie, I was like, oh man, this is going to stink. Oh, <laughs> I I read the reviews on Letterboxd because I was like, I'm not gonna watch it, so let me just see what other people think about it. Oh, yeah, I everyone, enjoyed that. First of all, I did not know how much everyone hated James Corden. Oh, but hate him, but <laughs> online movie reviewers <laughs> hate that guy. They despise <laughs> that man. Yeah, they're like, how does he keep getting work? Like he can't keep getting away with. This. With this, I love that. Kip. He can't keep <laughs> getting away with. He this. can't keep getting away with this.
2: Uh, oh shit. yeah,
1: that the trailer for that movie was just absolutely brutal. And think about it, James,
0: oh. James Corden pretty much starts off 2020 with cats and ends it with the prom. I mean, <laughs> wow. go off, King.
1: <laughs> go off,
0: terrible. King. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh, that's bad.
0: Oh, uh, pu. Mark, uh, just oh, this son, you're bad. Okay, oh. all right, all right. I'm ready to hear this. All right, we're gonna put him in on the clock. Mark, ready?
1: Three, two. One, I actually had this movie on my watch list. Um, I thought I was like going to enjoy this one. Thought it might be a nice good watch. Um, Evolution comedy movie from the early 2000s. Um, it's kind of just like a like a Ghostbusters ripoff almost. Like uh, you know, it's like an alien meteor kind of hits. Um, and then the organisms on the thing just like rapidly evolve. And then, you know, it's going to be a problem for the nation, whatever. Not very funny. Uh, the jokes just kind of fall really flat. It just, I, I don't know. I thought like the, the, that's one of the ones where the trailer made it seem a lot funnier than it ended up being. It was just, uh, it wasn't very enjoyable. So it, it actually took some effort to try to find and watch this one. Don't, don't waste your time. Boo. Boo this movie. Evolution. Skip it. I'm done.
0: Uh, mark i haven't watched that movie since i was a kid but it played on fx like nonstop. Boyle, boy i don't know <laughs> if you have a relationship to this movie at all
3: i i watched that when i was um a lot younger yeah and i loved it but i haven't seen it since and i i that's one of those movies you just don't go near again because you know it will probably yeah. ruin it for yeah, you
1: absolutely what would happen like it just kind of tarnishes you. you're like eh, it's not that it's not two that things good. that i remember from
0: that movie <laughs> selenium Selenium. Oh yeah, Selenium. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, how that <laughs> has stuck in my head 19 years? No idea. Wow. <laughs> Can't remember what I had for breakfast. Second thing I remember, them standing uh the big guy, uh, the two big guys standing above the hole. "Hey Dr. Kane, hey Dr. Kane." The guy almost falling in the hole.
1: Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that was close. Cuz those actors um it's like donkey lips from Salute Your Shorts. And yep. um uh, the guy um, who, we all know, the big fat guy in. Um, Remember the Titans. Uh, Remember the Titans. And, yeah, yeah, blue. I forget his name. He's ripped now. Yeah, yeah, shredded. Yeah, but but he was very very fat.
0: Yes. Shout out to him. Uh,
1: not that anything wrong with love a good comeback story.
0: Um, all right, a minute on the clock. I'm not gonna need it. Three, two, one. Okay. A very nutty Christmas. It, look, I had to watch this for how this get made. It's a lifetime movie starring Melissa Joan Hart. um <laughs> It's a movie in which uh, her boyfriend dumps her who – he plays like a mall Santa um, and she is uh, gifted or buys a uh, magical nutcracker from Germany. Uh, the next day he comes to life and she thinks he's like some kind of like home-sharing person that she was supposed to have. But no, it's the nutcracker actually came to life. By the way, she runs a cookie bakery and he's great at cracking nuts. Uh, so that's <laughs> nice. Uh, no way. And guess what? She has to make like I think 10,000 cookies for the Navy and they need them in three days. Uh that is not the big plot of the movie, believe it or not. It, it kind of is, but it <laughs> there's, isn't. There's no way you can get that done. And by the way, they also say early in the movie that cookies go stale after 24 hours. So if you're spending three days of making these cookies, you're saying that two of the days that they're going to be stale doesn't add up. This is a bad movie, guys. Plus
1: it's two days of preparation and then bake them all at once. See, that's like what like that. I was thinking but, too. Is, so, you have any idea nut- how much oven space you need? Nuts were cracked.
0: Uh, it's on Pluto TV. <laughs> Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that just sounds like such an awful movie. It's So
0: bad. You know, it's I'm a just looking movie. at the poster and I'm like, I feel bad for you. I watched it while I was working, so it was very easy oh. to be like, well, okay. yeah, be like, "Wow,
1: I'm recommending this movie to absolutely no one." No one.
0: Yep. People were walking in on me watching it. Like, they're like, "What's going on here?" I was like, "I have to watch this for a podcast." Leave me alone. Lay yeah. off me. I'm starving. <laughs> 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 uh, Boyle, you're watchable. Are you ready to do this? Because I see you writing in the notes.
3: Yeah, I just realized I didn't put where it's in. So, yeah, I'm good. Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Boyle, you're watchable in three, two, one, go.
3: I go. These are all some of my classics I have to watch every year. And my grades kind of change for them to what they normally are. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks, I still love it. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, well, you have to rent it, but it's on Amazon. Um, but basically, I gave that a 6 um, out of 10. Uh, Fred Claus, another just – I just find them funny. Just a couple little laughs. So um, another 6 out of 10 uh, on Amazon or Apple. Uh, And then Daddy's Home 2, which is on FX. And that one just – it always makes me laugh. I just have some good laughs there. But it didn't, like, hold up huge time. But last but not least, actually, I forgot one. Sonic. Sonic I watched after the podcast last week. That's what it was. 6.5 out of 10. I actually thought they did a really good job with that rendition – um, after all the gossip and the chaos that came with it. And Jim Carrey, mwah, love that guy. Done.
1: You know, I, I watched Sonic 2 and uh, I thought it was good. I, I didn't think it was awful. <laughs> no. For what they came up with, I enjoyed good it. for them. Yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey was definitely the best part of that movie. He
3: is perfect for that character. Perfect. Oh,
0: good. guys, uh, Saturn and Jupiter are being very close to each other. Very oh, neat. Good. Yeah. There you go. So if you're uh, listening to this, you might have missed the big uh, thing that happened. There you go. I just want to, I just want to document this moment because the last time it, this thing happened, Galileo was still alive. Pretty cool. Galileo. What, what was Galileo? The uh, the navigator or something? Yeah. yeah. Magellan. What are you, Magellan? Get out of here.
1: <laughs> navigate what yourself. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's
0: that video clip that went viral? Saying, hey, you want you nav- navigate oh, yourself back to the, <laughs> <Galileo>. <laughs> uh, Mark, your watchable is uh, – Let's do this. Big time. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go.
1: Oh, for you horror fans, um, I've got this movie that's set out in the woods um, during around Christmas time but not exactly a Christmas movie. The children, creepy children, it always plays. They're terrifying, right? Basically, the premise is they go out to some, uh, you know – Family house out in the woods, like, uh, extended family. And then all the kids who are around, like, five to maybe seven years old, they just, like, turn on the adults, and it's just chaos. Pretty gory, pretty bloody. Watchable. It's on HBO Max. I rewatched The Nightmare Before Christmas on Disney+. Plus. I got to say, I remembered liking it a lot more. Uh, The movie just kind of dragged. The songs are extremely catchy and still pretty, like, you know, still, still pretty good, decent for the nostalgia aspect. But it just wasn't the same. I, I I give it a watchable. It it was just all right, and that's my watchable for the week.
0: Wow. Um, just under a minute. Nice another, done.
1: Like, clocked in real real tight there. It's very tight. Yeah, very tight know, I remembered like most of the songs, but I just it just didn't it didn't hit the same. Is like, it amazing yeah.
0: how the songs like if you go years without seeing that movie, but some somewhere deep in your brain the songs unlock in your head, and you're like I remember this song.
1: Yeah, I was going around the house like, "What's this? What's this?" about
3: that movie. I only recently watched that for the first time. I think like two years ago. That's
1: All right. Name. Yeah, I had that one on VHS for like as long as I can remember. Same here.
0: Yeah. Very cool VHS. It was the black case. Very Ooh, cool.
1: Yeah. And very surprised that they never made a.
3: Se- Everyone jokes like, "What have you went in the Thanksgiving door? This door?" And like, surprised they never made a sequel. Good for them. That's honestly, leave it alone
0: restraint because we have like 17 frankenweenies now and like transylvania 16 um all right my watchable to round us out in three two one i watched the player it's on hbo max um it's starring tim robbins it's about it's a hollywood movie this movie takes place early 90s um it's kind of a thriller but it never quite like elevates to like super thrilling, but the movie is also a satire, just kind of like basically poking fun at like Hollywood's and su- Hollywood in the studio system. So it's entertaining. Tim Robbins is good in it. It's got like 75 cameos in it, but it's done in like a organic way and not like a entourage kind of way. Like it's very, uh, like it's very natural. The cameos that are in it. It's pretty cool. And not going to say anything, but it ends with Bruce Willis rescuing someone in the uh, fake movie. That's at the end of the movie. So very cool. Yes. Um, yes. Amazing, and then also Bad Moms Christmas. We we make fun of this movie a lot on this podcast, but I quickly want to say that when it, when you're on a couch and a bunch of people are talking, uh, at let's say a condo, I uh, don't know, right? And you just want Christmas <laughs> movies on in the background, uh, you could do a lot worse than a Bad Moms Christmas. It's there's some good jokes in there. It's not really a good movie, but yeah, it's Christmassy and it's not awful. So there you go. Time. Ah, you we know, perfect two went right over a minute. Not bad. So um, we sent out. Um, a message out on Instagram with the last movie some people watch. We always like to get what you guys are watching on Instagram GBW Pod. Anybody wants to follow us? Uh, we you know record every other Monday or so. So some of our responses were uh, Mrs. Doubtfire from Zach Million. Love that. Have, haven't we watched it in a long time? Holds up. Uh, Dan saw, he said, Sup, Dan Maddock. Shout out to Dan Matic. He said, uh, He saw the lady from Shanghai. Haven't seen that one yet.
1: You know what? He recommended that one to me too. It's on my watch list. Just haven't gotten to it yet.
0: Yeah. Jules Coco watched The Bachelorette Holiday Edition. Boo. Sounds awful.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait to not
0: watch. I'm going to skip that one. But who knows? Boyle might be like in a few years, like I rewatch this every year. (laughs) Bachelorette Holiday Edition. Got, you know, just me, my dad, my mom, cookies, ice in my milk. You know, <laughs> we love to watch it. Um, no, but yeah, no, quick episode today, guys. So I, I appreciate
3: it. Well, anyway, I, have any,
1: I guess do I'll, I'll do say uh, a couple of these things since we last recorded. Um, I did get in a couple of rewatches that are somewhat relevant to the news. I rewatched um, all the Sam Raimi Spidermans. mans <laughs> Oh, really? Um, just to kind of get ready for the, the Spider-Verse coming up. Because I think, like, we've heard about all those different actors getting. Signed on for that. And it was, you know, it was great to just kind of go back and see some of those, those Spider-Man movies. Those, like, I mean, well, Spider-Man 1 and 2 hold up extremely well. I can watch those all the time. Um, Spider-Man 3 is still garbage, so don't worry. It is kind of funny to to watch that one again because you're like, wow, it it is as bad as I remember. How's the CGI in 1 and 2? You know what? It's like, it's not. As bad as you would expect it to be. Okay. Like, it's not great uh, compared to some of the stuff that we've been able to see now. Right. But like, even that, like, I think, uh, especially in the first one, I think they went with more practical effects than we remember. I think it was kind of when they right. get to two is when they got to a little more, when they got more aggressive with the CD. Yeah.
0: Because if I remember correctly, like, the Green Goblins thing that he's riding on is, like, really... There, I think, right?
1: Yeah, like like there's only certain scenes where you're like, all right, he's like clearly digitized in it. Okay. But for the most part, like when they've got like the camera on him or whatever, like it's it's all it's all there. It's all practical effects. It's yeah. kind of nice. I also I, I got in another classic from nineteen ninety seven. Um, uh, I don't know if we, we talked about this recently, but I rewatched the fifth element for like the fifth time. Oh you guys seen, seen the no, I've never it's seen it. Heard about it. Right um, the Fifth Element, it's awesome. It's a great movie. Uh, Bruce Willis, Mila uh, Djokovic, Gary Oldman's actually in it too. We, oh. we talked about Gary Oldman. Chris Tucker is probably the most memorable uh, from that. He's like a hysterical like TV host who's just all over the place. Um, it's not exactly a, a Christmas movie, but you know, it's kind of a good mix-up. For you know something around now, I I got to rewatch that. It's uh, Bruce Willis is playing Bruce Willis pretty much. He's like you know an action stud kind of you know good wherever you need him. But uh, honestly, The Fifth Element it's a, one of those classics. Like whenever it's on, like on TV or something, I always like kind of just get Shawshank to it. I like, yep. have to like watch it through. So I, I'd recommend that one too. I didn't want to throw that on my good bad watchable, so.
0: It felt elevate, more elevated than that segment.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, there's just there's just like some funny, good lines from it all the time. It's one of those ones that each time you revisit, like it's it always holds up. It's something it's new. Up.
0: Boyle, not to talk out of school, but you have some big news. Uh, you're going to be finally updating your letterbox very soon.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh... finally. I know that the year in review comes out in January, and we usually do our year in review. So the, I was waiting until the very end, but this is the end, right? So um, I'm ecstatic right now because not only am I updating my letterbox within this week, um, I'll start just plugging them on one day. It's either tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be sitting and just ding, 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 ding. Please, well, please guys, tell me you're
0: going to be on a computer, right? Um, I haven't decided yet. Oh, man. Please for no, no, just no. for my fingers' sake, just because like the thought of but you just you swiping have, on your.
3: But uh. you still have to do on your um. Yeah, maybe maybe it would be easier because I do have the easier on,
0: on the computer. Myself. So much easier.
3: Yeah, so maybe I'll do that. So I'm gonna do that, and it's also big because I can go back to. I've done it one year, guys. I did it. No trailers. I can finally come back to the trailer gang, and I can't wait, Mark. Yeah,
1: one of those things that. Uh, you might be. I know you're really proud of of not doing it. I just don't get it. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I did it. You because wanted to see if he could do it,
3: in complete spite of Rojas because for <laughs> so giving so much crap every time I went to the movies. Like, nah, oh, man, I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing the trailers. i like,
1: it's just a spite. It's like a spite story. It's like yeah. Mocha Joe's. Yeah, screw Mocha <laughs> Joe. <laughs> I, but see, <laughs> where, <laughs> where I think
0: where I think I might have got misinterpreted though is like I don't watch trailers for movies that I have high expectations for. And, like, don't want to know anything about. Whereas, like, Free Guy, that movie uh, yeah. with Ryan wait, Reynolds, yeah. I'll watch a trailer, like, 17 times. I don't care. Like, I, like it, I it, to guess, me, like, it's, it can't we discussed
3: this. Like, pretty much, I think, going forward, I'll watch teaser trailers for things. But I'm done with watching the full-length official trailers. They're not worth it. They give away way too much information. I TV. do
1: hate when they – I think that's kind of, um, like, the – Comedy skills here, that. We not, like, the less quality movies are kind mm-hmm. of like that. So it's kind of like, oh, good. I don't have to watch this now. Now I can spend it, the
0: lady doth protest too much with those kind of movies where it's like, let's just show <laughs> you the whole movie. And it's like, OK, so you don't have any faith that anyone cares. So I also
3: well, said that because I'm back in the game now, I'll be updating my Letterbox. I will have been watching trailers. I decided that I will January 1st buy Letterboxd Pro. And I'm going pro with Mark next year. So, oh,
1: baby, let's go.
3: Yep. Wow. And I'll try to be
1: more, more regular about how that. Mu- then... How much is it a year? It's like 20 bucks.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so cheap. It is. like for You know what? Put, put me down for one as well, guys. Whoa,
1: we're, we're going ready. Letterboxd Pro.
0: I can't wait to regret this at the end of the <laughs> month in January. I'd be like, I have no money. Yeah. Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs>
1: Just kidding. Uh,
3: um, and last but not least, I'm giving us homework. I know we got Wonder Woman. Aww. I know we got Soul. You're such this a teacher. well worth it. It's a Christmas movie. It came up on my thing. And I'm going to send you guys the picture of the – because I'm going to tell you right now, Ross, it's going to be the perfect picture for you to uh, Photoshop our faces on. And I don't know how Mark, as a huge Nicolas Cage fan, I don't know how you haven't suggested hey, this, Trapped in Paradise. Have you seen this?
1: No. How? How do I watch that?
3: <laughs> What is it? I, I, I'm going to send it to you guys right now, but oh, I was like, now. we have to watch this. It's a comedy. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, John Belushi. No, no, no not John Belushi. Um, um, you know what? I'm just going to send it to you guys.
0: Uh, I'll, I'm looking at
3: it
1: now.
0: John Lovitz, Dana Carvey, John and John Cage.
1: That's, yeah. D- November 24th. How do I don't know if I've not see this movie? It's <laughs> a 10% oh, of Rotten me. Tomatoes. Yeah. I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> That's
0: what I was going to say, Mark. Dude, we have to do it. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm totally watching this. Right? It's perfect. Is it on HBO Max? Is that what you just
3: it's said? Not
1: HBO Max. <laughs> I'm watching it tonight.
3: It came up and I was like, I have to suggest this to us, but I want it to be live on the pod for it.
1: That's yeah, amazing. So yeah, to you listeners out there, uh, Trapped in Paradise on HBO Max. I can't Why wait can to tell it's going to be good. Can't wait to KD. It
0: has, uh, I'm just looking at the cast right now.
3: Oh, and I've done no research. I just saw that picture Harvey. and I was like, "I'm in." All
0: right, no, so they're brothers. I see a picture of Richard Jenkins. He's apparently in it. Fellow Rhode Islander. Oh, our,
1: John Lovett and Dana Carvey are brothers. I'm in, dude. Right? No I mean, it's going to be awesome.
0: How have we not got a sequel to Trapped in Paradise? <laughs> it made six million dollars at the box office. I think that might have something. Will it release in
1: theaters? <laughs> yeah,
0: I apparently. Um, all right, well, that'll do it for our show today. Uh, we have a review from Cookie and Kristen. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, what do we got?
1: <laughs> Captain in Paradise Two, Paradise. This. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I think it might just actually be The Rock. Um, a Christmas Horror Story. That's the review from Cookie and Christmas. Oh, uh, and Cookie
3: I wanted Christmas. to watch Cookie that. And your Kristen. dad actually. I saw your dad's score. He gave it a pretty good score. I didn't see Kristen's. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, I can't wait to check out what they gave this because. Um, I was I was interested in this, so
0: it's so funny. Every time they do the uh, review, they always say Nick, Nick, and Mark. And I'm like, that's very nice. Thank it you. Yes, it is. Um All right, but yeah, that'll do it. Thank you everybody for responding on Instagram, GBW pod, GBW pod on Twitter too. We, we'd like to share things on there. Oh Boyle ninety two, Mark Swolstow, at brass knuckles, uh Swol Scale, <laughs> <Boyle laughs> Scale, Fisher Scale, Omnic Rojas saying so long. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. We'll see you after the holiday.
3: Love you, fam.
2: Bye. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I had to do that this time.
2: This is Cookie and? Kristen. And what did we just watch?
1: A Christmas Horror Story.
2: And it's a 2015 movie. It's 100 minutes. I, I don't even know where to begin with this thing. It's Well, uh, if
3: it's... Definitely for the person looking for an alternative to all the sugar sweet Christmas offerings as
1: far as movies at this time of the season.
2: You got, uh, you got Krampus. Yeah. You've got uh, Changeling. You've got... Um, ghosts. And ghosts. And... Um, you've got... Uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a hodgepodge. It's definitely like a Christmas buffet of just creepy story so what it is is basically several different stories intertwined with a disc jockey during christmas who's portrayed by who william shatner yeah absolutely so um the movie that gives kind of credence to it um i think the acting was subpar yeah i mean um, it's, uh, it it was it was campy it's it's like uh along the same lines as like Freddie Krueger and stuff. You're not here for the acting; it's about the gore. And and there's lots of it. Yeah. So if you're a gore fan, this is definitely your type of movie. I just don't think the the suspense is there enough. Yeah. There's some creeps, you know, some kind of. Yeah, yeah, no. You it's... know, I'm definitely going to need someone to go out and walk the dog with me tonight, just because I'm a wuss. But, <laughs> um, but I mean, if you're looking for something different, watch it. Yeah. It's uh what uh. What was it, a buck ninety-nine? No, it was 99 cents. It was 99, 99 cents on Amazon. <laughs> to rent it. Yeah, why not, right? Yeah. Alright. So what do you give it? I just gave it a two and a half. Two and a half stars. Out of five. Out of five. I think I might go with you. Alright, bye. All right, bye. This is Cookie and Christian. I thought you said you were ready. Anyways, uh, what did we just watch? Uh, better Watch better Out. Better Watch Out. Okay. Um I'm going to start off on a hot take. This movie gets a four out of five. Wow. Gets a complete extra star because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really furious right now. I'm really angry at this movie. Started off kind of, you know, it's a Christmas movie. You know, the babysitter. <laughs> and It is. It's Christmas, okay? Okay. But it starts off, you know, the babysitter's there, the kid's got a crush on her, and then it just it goes bonkers. Off the rails, totally different than what I thought it was gonna be. Say
1: it it takes a a
0: sharp left turn um, Mm -hmm. from what you thought was gonna happen, Mm -hmm. and um, it's. I think it was well written and directed, in that it made you, like you said, annoyed, anxious. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what you what was gonna happen, so you're like on your the edge of your seat, like holy crap. I don't much? wanna give away anything I know, but I don't want to like, give away
2: anything in this movie. How this much is a movie. Happen. People have to watch.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm sorry I don't know. This is a little sleeper movie made in Australia with a bunch of Australian actors who try their best to hide their their Aussie accent, but you can pick it up here and I don't there. understand
0: why they couldn't make it. Well, yeah, I seriously they
2: could have just know. made it Australian, but it does have our guy, of course, uh, Patrick War- Warburton in it. Yeah. Um, so, Putty. Yes. And
0: it has our other guy, the. It v- has
2: Virginia Madsen in it. And Dakri. And Dakri Montgomery, Montgomery from, from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Uh, this movie's a must watch. I give it four. What do you give it? I gave it a three and a half. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>